Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas, ESPN Radio. You're listening to Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for tuning in. That looks great, by the way, Jeff. Jeff Safford on the board with us today. Uh, Andrew and he are going to be kind of going back and forth. Our uh, front desk gal is out because of some family stuff. So either way, uh, we are forging forward as we always do. But uh, Jeff was doing some experimentation with the camera, and it looks good up there. So uh, good job. We got... um, it's interesting because we always have a ton to get to. I always say that. It feels redundant. It's almost muscle memory at this point. But we actually don't have a bunch to get to. And that's not because there's uh, not stuff of consequence going on. There certainly is plenty. And we're going to get caught up on uh, FBS football. Uh, an interesting national championship game last night. A coronation to be sure. Michigan was absolutely dominant. They just throttled Washington. There's all sorts of talk about what that's going to do to Michael Penix's future. I think the body of work is much greater than the performance last night. And that Michigan front seven, man, I mean, goodness gracious, man. The the big boy in the middle, Kenny Grant. I mean, how do you become 6'5", 340 when you're only a sophomore in college? Like, how, how does that happen? Like, how are you this physically mature as a 20-year-old? It's just, like, beyond belief, some of these. I mean, you, it's so funny when you they zoom in on the guys. And I'm always trying to remind everybody of this. College football players are these beastly athletes that are so well put together. But they're just kids, man. Like, I know a lot of there's these super seniors now that are into their mid-20s, and they're certainly uh, young men. And, and all of these guys are young men, but they're just such young guys. Like, it's just so funny when they zoom in on these Michigan players and you see their faces and their helmets. Like, man, that guy's 19 years old. That guy's 20 years old, and he is just a monster out there on the field. So we'll get caught up. With all that, we also got a whole bunch of stuff about Grizz basketball, Lady Grizz basketball, high school basketball, um, and we're going to have some television's rating analysis and a whole bunch of other conversations, including Tiger Woods and Nike parting ways in hour number two. Justin Angle, the business angle, he'll be swinging by uh, to go through our latest overlay between business and sports. I have some rehashings re, uh, of some subjects, some follow-up questions for him just about what Montana's National Championship run has done and can do for the university, what the indelible legacy of that football team will be in terms of the influence of Montana as a university, University of Montana's path moving forward. And uh, the championship game was aired on ABC, which in broad premise... Being on network TV seems like a great thing. Being on network TV on Sunday afternoon when it's an NFL Sunday, 
and ain't so good. This is one of the least viewed national championship games in FCS history. I think it more goes into, I think there's more than just the time slot and the station. I think there's some other factors that go in, so we'll hash all that out uh, as well. That's in hour number two. We're also going to talk some Grizz hoops in hour number two because uh, that's been so overshadowed because of this great football run. But the Grizz basketball team, they are at home. They're open up. Uh, Big Sky Conference slate at home. They've had their conference openers on the road over the new year, but uh, they'll be back at it on Thursday and on Saturday. Northern Colorado will be in town Thursday, and Northern Arizona will be in town on Saturday. So we'll talk about a little of that as well. We also have our Treasure State Stars. we got some uh, prep hoops, polls, and everything in between. But I only start with sort of saying that it seems as if uh, – it's not a jam-packed show. It's always going to be a jam-packed show. We're always going to bring the heat for you. We're always going to try to give you as much as we possibly can when it comes to news updates and commentary and interviews and everything in between, like you expect from us here at ESPN MT. But I, I just couldn't help but feel uh, this... Letdown is like just a, a, the wrong word, but... It really is a fascinating thing because football season is certainly a grind with the amount of work that you get to do, but it's like this automatic renewal every week because your 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 life is just so segmented out. You know, you you know you got all the Monday and Tuesday press stuff, and then you're producing content throughout the week, and it leads up to this buildup that then is Saturdays, and we got to go all over the country this year covering games across the Big Sky Conference and across the FCS, and that was great. So was these constant crescendos up to Saturday, and then you you drive home from wherever you were, and you know you watch some Sunday night football, and then boom, there's no rest for the weary. You're back at it. You're doing it. You're grinding. You're grinding. And then with the national championship game, we took a couple weeks off here at ESPN Radio, but we were producing an unbelievable amount of content at Skyline Sports, so we just kept engaged in it. Well, when you get in the rhythm of it, even though it is, you know, it's tiring, but I never like to talk about being tired because I just think that, you know, second of all, it better be tired than it is to be dead, right? You can sleep when you're dead. And so, anyways, that's all to say that then when it goes longer than it has for quite a, a little while... And then it sort of just comes to this. I mean, the buildup to the national championship is crazy because you get three full weeks of hype. And then the game happens. And, you know, the last couple of times we've had Montana schools in the national championship games, it's been completely deflating only because, like I always tell you, we don't have a dog in the fight. We don't have a rooting interest in it. But 38 to 10 back in 2021 when North Coast State drilled Montana State, it was 28 nothing at halftime wasn't very exciting. This year, on Sunday, it was a good game, and it was an exciting game for the first half. And then it was so abrupt, boom, like how fast South Dakota State pulled away from the Grizz. And then once they were up 23-3, to you're sitting there thinking, man, I mean, this, this team gives up nine points per game. How are the Grizz going to score? Do they even have it in them to score three more times to – get back in this thing, I'm not even sure. So it's just a weird feeling. You know, you sort of just ride the lightning and push it through as hard as you possibly can. And then it's like, bam, football's over. And then after last night, you watch the national championship game with Michigan and Washington. And then all of a sudden, college football, this thing that, you know, we've just dedicated all of the hours in the day over the last five or six months to, it's just over. And thank goodness we got some NFL. You know, I, I mean, I, at this point, I'm totally convinced that I'm a full-on junkie. Like, I, I have withdrawals when I don't have the football uh, to consume. And I know there's a lot of people around there, uh, the country and around the state, that listening to me that uh, totally agree with that sentiment. But we do have a big week of NFL coming up. But it was just a, it was just sort of a weird letdown. I, I just I want to have a moment to sort of compartmentalize all of it and and uh, you know give gratitude for all the stuff that we've accomplished here. Really proud of my team at ESPN MT as well as at Skyline Sports for what was yet another great football season. And uh, I think it was a, a big time deal for the community, obviously, and the state of Montana. So just to sort of absorb all that and and close that chapter, close the chapter on this season. A lot of times we we sort of turn the page and then it's. I just feel like if you don't express gratitude and you don't express thanks for what you've done, and this isn't about us and what we've accomplished. I just mean in general. I think having closure and finality to seasons of your life, no matter what has happened within the seasons of the of your life, I think it's an important thing. And so um, hopefully we can do that by 
talking it out and talking about it. Uh, but also, we got a whole bunch of other stuff uh, to catch up on, so let's get right to it. So we have uh, a whole bunch of um, stuff coming up for you around the wide world of sports after we've been so football-heavy for a really long time. Snowhawks now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. You want to stream the show? You always can. 1029ESPN.com. By the way, uh, we are working through some glitches on the app. That was one thing we really wanted to do while we were off the air. Uh, it's been a little bit slower than we wanted, so we don't have the app going at this current moment, but we will have that back up and running as soon as possible. But if, of course, you do want to see our shiny faces, you can always go to the uh, SWX Montana Television. You can always stream online for the radio stream, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live, and there you will find the stream. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Remember that number throughout. You can call it or text it if you want to be a part of the conversation. Also, if you want to win some free Tagliari Deli coming up, it is a Tuesday. That means it's a Tag Tuesday. So we got 25 bucks to Tagliari coming up a little later on here in the show. But right now, how about this? Epic Monday is happening at Lost Trail every Monday in January. On Epic Mondays, you can ski a full day for half price. There's less people on the snow. It's the same great conditions. Tune in each Tuesday and Thursday right here on Nuanas now through the end of the month for your chance to win Epic Monday uh, tickets. You can always go to go lost, or excuse me, you can always visit losttrail.com to see the conditions up there at Lost Trail. I know there's a lot of um how do you say? There's a lot of angst about the uh, the lack of the snow, although it did snow today in town. That's usually a good thing. But I have heard reports, and I've looked at the website. Lost Trail has some snow, so that's a good place to go, and we'll be giving you tickets. So call right now. Call number three. We got a uh, free pass for you to Lost Trail for an epic Monday. Lost Trail, go for the snow. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888 Remember that number all show long and call right now if you want a free lift ticket to Lost Trail as part of our Epic Mondays giveaway here for the rest of January. A couple news briefs from around the world of Montana football. I told you we were going to not be so football heavy, but we do have some football stuff to catch up on. So, um, first of all, we had the distinct pleasure of a... uh, giving away a weekly award to Class AA football players throughout the year. Our great friends at Vertical Rays helped us uh, present that. And then we gave away yearly awards as well. And um, among our yearly award winners, our overall Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Year went to Kellen Harrison. He was the starting quarterback for the Bozeman Hawks. He's in the midst of having a great senior year in basketball right now as well. But uh, Kellen Harrison... He got the big one. He got the, the granddaddy of them all when it comes to high school football awards. Kellen Harrison named uh, late last week as the Gatorade Player of the Year for Montana. So uh, congratulations to him. He's an awesome kid. He joined us on the show when we gave him our Vertical Rays Award. And I, I if I was uh, if I was a betting man, I'd say I think we'll have Kellen Harrison on the show again because uh, he's, he's having a great year in basketball as well. So congratulations to him, uh, Bozeman High Senior, and now the uh, Gatorade Football Player of the Year after leading the Hawks to an undefeated run in the Class AA state championship. Another thing that kind of got overshadowed because of the the presence of the Grizz in Frisco was some of the overall individual awards that were handed out in Frisco. They, they National awards were doled out. Uh, a couple of them had already been announced. Jimmy Rogers, who was the, uh, the South Dakota State head coach this last year, undefeated in his first season at the helm there at SDSU. He was the Eddie Robinson Award winner. Eli Gilman was the Jerry Rice Award winner from Montana, outstanding freshman, freshman of the year. And that that award was announced before the banquet. But um, it was just a cool moment for Eli because not only was he there to play in the national championship game, but see, the, the prestigious awards for the FCS, well, Eddie Robinson is, is no longer with us. He's passed away. Buck Buchanan has passed away. Walter Payton has passed away. Guess who's still alive? Jerry Rice. Guess who got to meet Jerry Rice? Eli Gilman. I, I, just, I always think it's such a cool deal. You know, I, I know that the, the older, uh, I guess the, lo- the longer time passes, maybe the more legends will fade, but 
at this exact moment, even though Jerry Rice has not played in quite some time in the NFL, Jerry, White, Jerry Rice is still, I think, unquestionably considered one of the great football players in the history of the game. I would say, you know, it's hard to quantify because there's so many different skill sets that go into football. And, and you know, how do you compare like a Bruce Matthews or, you know, some of the great all-time offensive linemen? And how do you compare those guys with, you know, Deacon Jones and, and some of the great defensive linemen, you know, the, the Reggie Whites of the world? How do you compare them with a guy that catches passes and scores touchdowns? But I will say, I, I think indisputably, unquestionably, Jerry Rice is the greatest skill player in the history of, of the NFL. You might say Tom Brady, with and, and certainly Brady is the guy that's leading the charge for the GOAT when it comes to quarterbacks, but Jerry Rice, he's the man. And I just think it's so cool for these freshman kids that win the Jerry Rice Award, they get to see a living legend. So, I mean, there was a picture on Twitter of Eli Gilman with Jerry Rice. I just couldn't help but chuckle just thinking to myself, oh, yeah, just a ho-hum Friday night. Here I am hanging out with the greatest football player of all time, just a 19-year-old kid kicking it with Jerry Rice. So uh, that kind of stuff is cool. Uh, the other award that was doled out, by the way, the Walter Payton Award went to Mark Ranowski, the uh, outstanding quarterback for South Dakota State. But the Doris Robinson Award was also handed out. This was one that was also announced before the banquet. But Doris Robinson Award goes to the top scholar athlete in the FCS. And it went to Montana State quarterback and uh, Butte America's finest, Tommy Mallott. So, you know, I, I know that we always uh, we dwell on the numbers and the statistics and the accomplishments and the wins and the losses. Those are all great things. I think those are very important in terms of the measurements of um, success within the world of football. But you also got to remember these guys are students first and foremost. And Tommy Malott's not only a 4.0 student, not only a, an outstanding representative of what it means to be a student athlete, but the, the kid's getting a double major. He's f- majoring in financial engineering, whatever the heck that is. Like in the, the news release when he was trying to describe this, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I got three sentences into him describing it. And I'm just like, yep, that kid's going to be rich. He, he's he's going to be a great success in his life. And uh Pretty prestigious to be the number one top scholar athlete in the entire uh, football championship subdivision. So, so thought that was certainly one uh, worth acknowledging. And then a couple other news briefs here um, when it comes to Montana State football. Uh, Alex Singleton, former Bobcat, he broke the Denver Broncos single-season tackle record, and he was one of the leading tacklers in the uh, NFL this year. As I always say, tackles are a little bit of a skewed statistic. Sometimes I think that uh, having a a whole bunch of tackles, it means defenses were attacking you. But if you look at what the Broncos do defensively, they put Singleton in a position to be, uh, you know, sideline to sideline is sort of a cliche. But he's a multiple gap type of linebacker, and he is put in a position to make one-on-one tackles all the time. And he is one of the great one-on-one tacklers in the entire National Football League. And that's why he had 170-plus uh, tackles uh, so far in this football season. And I guess th- the season for the Broncos uh, is in the books. So um, it's a cool story, though. I mean, Singleton was a good player at Montana State. He's actually a great player at Montana State. He was just had the unfortunate um, circumstance of being on the team. He was a star on units that really struggled. And he himself had so many great individual accolades there at MSU. And the, the 2013 Bobcat defense was pretty good. The 2014 defense really struggled. And then in 2015, it kind of all fell apart. And that's when Rob Ash was let go. And that sort of overshadowed. I mean, Singleton should have been a multi, multiple-time All-American. But when um, so much of that comes from your team performances and things like that. So in 2015, when they went sub-500, I think that impacted his, his postseason stuff. But he got to the NFL, was on some practice squads, and then he sort of toiled. But then in a brilliant move, he and his agent figured out, oh, his mother has Canadian roots. And in the CFL, you have to have half your roster, half your active roster has to be native Canadians. So if you have any way to get Canadian citizenship or dual citizenship, you can then rise up the ranks pretty quick, especially if you played American rules football uh, at the collegiate level. So Singleton applied for the the CFL draft after he had already been a pro football player for several years. He gets drafted by the Calgary Stampeders. He's a star for Dave Dickinson, wins a great cup, wins a CFL defensive player of the year. Then that sort of launches his career back in the NFL. And then since then, 
he's uh, rapidly improved until now. Here he is, starting inside linebacker and one of the leading tacklers uh, in the league. So uh, pretty cool for him. Go on, Zell, Spin Radio. I want to talk a little bit about last night's game. I always am ranting and raving about the uh, the structure of college football, the, the college football playoff, all that sort of stuff. And I do think it's a pay-to-play sport. There's no doubt about it. These these big-time Power 5 programs are producing so much. They're, they're generating so much revenue. And you can't compete unless you have the bankroll to be a part of that. And I do, I do think it really, really limits. I, I guess I just wonder, there's 120 teams playing FBS football right now, and so many of them, what, 100, probably a little bit more than 100, have zero chance of being in the national championship or in the college football playoff. None. Zero. And half have even less than that because they're not even in the power five, so they're not even in consideration. Now, as the playoff expands and all that sort of stuff, I totally get it. But it's been Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, flirtations with whoever's the top Pac-12 team every several years, whether that's Oregon or at Washington. And that's been pretty, I guess LSU has been in the mix a little bit. Florida State's been in the mix a little bit. Oklahoma's been in the mix a little bit. That's it. Penn State, no way. Michigan State, not a chance. Oklahoma State, nope. Texas until this year, nothing. But I think that was one thing that was a little bit refreshing. And make no mistake, Texas was able to close the gap because they hired the right coach in Steve Sarkeesian, and they have endless resources. They have un- an unbelievable amount of money. And it's not like Washington is, you know, sisters of the poor. UW's got all sorts of cash. They have, they have one of the great revenue-generating machines in all of college sports. And Michigan, they fit the bill to the top because Michigan, when it comes to their relationship with the Jordan brand and Nike, the funding they get from that, those sort of endorsements, plus the fact they have this, you know, one of the three or four largest stadiums in all of college football, one of the great national brands, all of it. That said, though, the scenario in which not even Texas and not even Michigan and not even Penn State or Michigan State or Wisconsin, the, the scenario in which those teams don't even have a seat at the table, that's bad for college football. So what happened last night, I know you know it's the, the coronation, it's the culmination of Jim Harbaugh and, and what was a controversy-filled season, but also an undefeated season. And I'm not trying to pin or spin Michigan as this like tremendous underdog or anything like that, but it is a new national champion. It is Michigan's first national championship since 1997. Even though Michigan's won 10, count them, 10 national titles after last night, that was their first one in uh, in more than a generation. It's been 26 full years since they last won a national championship. So as unlikable as I think Michigan is, I mean, they're just the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Yankees of of college football. But that's the thing. Just like the New York Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys, they haven't won squadoosh in a long time. Now, I'm not saying that I'm rooting for that, but I do think that having a new champion and having some fresh blood in the, the playoff, I, I understand Florida State's argument to be in the mix and and w- wanting to be in that, that Final Four, and then they didn't get it, and then a bunch of their players didn't play, and then they got completely embarrassed by Georgia. Georgia falling short for the first time in a little while. Alabama being good, but not being, you know, this this unbeatable juggernaut. It just speaks to the parody. Now, I, I know I sort of go back and forth, and I seem like I'm waffling and sitting on the fence. From my broad perspective, when it comes to my opinion on sports, I enjoy dynasties because I like to experience greatness. I like to see teams that, that um, are flirting with or in the conversation of some of the great teams that we've seen. Now, I don't, I'm not even close to ready to put... Michigan in that conversation whatsoever, but it is a great example of having a, a, even if you don't like Jim Harbaugh, if you think he's abrasive, you think he's annoying, you think he's arrogant, you think he's emotionless, you're right. All those things are true. He's also an unbelievable steadying hand, and their their ability to, to navigate this year 
despite the Connor Stallion stuff, despite uh, the Big Ten basically going after him and, and holding him to a, a a weird standard that maybe was devoid of due process. For Michigan to go through all that, overcome all that, and then uh, have such a dominant victory, I think it's just, it's good for the sport. It's I guess it's good for people to realize that, okay, if you do get it right, if you do, okay, you have, first of all, you got to have the money. That's You got to have the, the entry fee to pay to play, basically, right? You have to, in this day and age of college football, you have to be a program that's generating, I, I would say the bare minimum is $80 million in revenue. If you're in that $100 million crew, which I think there's 17 schools that are producing $100 million plus dollars in revenue, that that's the company you that that's the price of admission. You got to be there to compete at the top level. If you are there though, then I think it redistributes and it shows you how important things like coaching, continuity, common message, playing for something bigger than yourself, like the things that we want college football to be about, those things still exist if you have entered yourself into that upper echelon of elitism within the college football world. And I think that's what we see then with Texas and Michigan specifically getting back in and having a place. They've had a seat at the table. Why? Because they got coaching staffs that were able to say, hey, okay, here's our resources, but here's how we – the other thing is when you have resources – I have always thought that the number one thing that was holding Texas back for all these years was they were drunk on themselves. They, they were – we're Texas. You're not. We have better stuff than you. We got better everything. We got better facilities. We got better revenue streams. We got better city to recruit to. That doesn't win you the games, though. You still got to be dedicated to the grind. And I think that Texas was manifesting in their head that they'd already won before they actually put in the work. Well, now they got Steve Sarkeesian and a whole bunch of coaches that didn't let that happen. And they, they recruited well and then also maximized that talent. It's the same thing at Michigan. Michigan was drunk on themselves for so long. We're the Michigan men. We're elite. We're better than everybody and everything. Here we are. Well, it doesn't mean nothing if you don't beat Ohio State. It doesn't mean nothing if you don't run th- the table in the Big Ten. And guess what? They did that. So I know it's a little bit exhausting. There's a lot of arrogance attached to Michigan. In Montana, because of sort of time and place, I think there's as many sort of quote-unquote bandwagon Michigan fans. And I do think the, the concept of being a quote-unquote bandwagon fan has sort of disappeared because the biggest of the sports, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, college football. It's so global now. Everything's streamed. You can be a hardcore Cardinals fan and watch every single St. Louis Cardinals game. You can be a hardcore Michigan fan and watch every single Michigan game. So the bandwagon thing isn't necessarily nearly as much of a part of the conversation. Uh, That said, I do think there's, I, I, I I, I shouldn't say I think, I know there's a ton of Michigan fans around the state of Montana I think part of that's because of the influence of the Fab Four, the Fab Five. Part of that's the, uh, you know, Charles Woodson and that whole group of guys that won the, the last national championship of Michigan in 1997. And part of it's just the prestige of the national brand. So even though I find it annoying that Michigan won, I will say from an objective analysis point of view, it was good for college football. Even if you're not a big Jim Harbaugh fan, and I know there's a lot of people uh, around these parts that are happy to see uh, the Wolverines as the champions uh, at the end of the day. It's Dwaz Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Let's talk some high school hoops. We got our prep extra going through what's been going down in the wide world of high school sports. We're about eh, 8 to 10 games in, depending on the classification. We'll go through the latest polls and highlight uh, some of the best teams from around the state of Montana at this current moment. That's next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And most days, the ESPN MT app working on that, but uh, we'll be back up on there. As soon as possible, but doesn't mean you shouldn't download it. You should, definitely should. Great way to follow and uh, stream Grizz Hockey uh, as well as Grizz Lacrosse. That's on the horizon, although they are uh, already underway getting, getting uh, prepped for their uh, upcoming 
season. Let's dive into some high school hoops. First of all, I got my uh, Montana Greats book back cracked. I, I guess I want to start with this. Great job. Excellent job. Superb, in fact, by uh, all of the Montana media that made their way down to Frisco, Texas, and just the lead-up coverage to it. I thought that there's there's all sorts of stuff that goes into this, and there's there's been a, a bunch of debate. <laughs> this is this is how you know the rivalry between Montana and Montana State is crazy because there's a whole bunch of debate between who got better coverage when they went to the national championship game. We even got an email about it. I think that a, a couple points I'd make on that. Uh, one, I, I do think that there's some circumstance that goes into sort of the media cores that cover each each of the respective schools. In Missoula, you have a much more veteran media core. Part of that's because there's a journalism school here at the University of Montana. And part of that's because there's a, a group of us that have been doing this for quite some time. This was year 17 for me covering the Big Sky Conference. And um, a, a little bit more than half of those have been while I've resided in Missoula. And the last six of those have been while I've been, well, us at Skyline Sports have been partners here with ESPN MT. We also have guys like uh, Sean Rainey and Kyle Hansen, those guys. In the TV world, it's really hard to stay in a small market and still make a living if you want to have a family. That That's just the point-blank truth of it. And those guys have made it work. I mean, Sean's a great example. He's got two kids, beautiful wife, and he's been doing it for 10-plus years. So he just has a little bit more institutional knowledge about all this sort of stuff. And I'm not justifying that I think that there's more, there was better or more coverage for Montana than there was for Montana State. I'm just telling you some of the logistics behind the uh, the way that things operate. I'd also tell you this. I think sometimes people let social media skew their idea of who's getting covered better. We always have equitable coverage at Skyline Sports and at ESPN MT. And if you don't believe me, I can give you a full-on breakdown. It's one of my number one goals as sort of the managing editor of content of those two enterprises is to make sure that we are equitable at all times. And so if you want proof, I can exactly tell you where we're at. All that said, though, I do think that there's a certain synchronicity that goes into when you've been working with the same media core for quite some time. And that's where we're kind of at with this group of guys, this group of people, I should say, that cover the University of Montana and specifically Grizz Athletics. The reason I thought that the content and all of the production in the media that was very good coming out of Frisco is like, for example, I thought South Dakota State got covered really well in this game as well. But you look at like the South Dakota news outlets, a lot of them were doing just their own rendition of the same stories. Their own rendition of Mark Gronowski winning the, the Walter Payton Award. Their own rendition of Isaiah Davis as a senior and, and his path to the NFL. Their own rendition as Jimmy Rogers, this defensive mastermind who's uh, you know run the South Dakota State defense. It's really good coverage, but... To differentiate between who did what story, it's a little tougher. That's what I thought was so great was the stories we produced at Skyline Sports, no one else did. The stories that the SWX guys produced, no one else did. The stories that the MTN team produced, no one else did. And I think that that's a testament to sort of the harmony that we have, just knowing what each other is into, the creativity to kind of go outside the box. So now I'm just on my soapbox and I'm ranting about this, but I will say this. I thought it was tremendous, and the only reason I bring this up, even though I got a little agitated there by going down the rabbit hole of, of uh, the accusations of inequity, great job by all of my colleagues out there. Which brings me to this awesome book. It was written by one of our great colleagues, Jeff Welsh, who's the managing editor there at 406mtsports.com, a uh, website I must say that I could not live without. Uh, there, particularly when it comes to the high school sports, uh, you're only one person. You can only get to so many places. I do go to high school games as much as I can and in and around the area. And it's one of my great joys is going watching the kids compete. But how the heck am I supposed to know what's going on in, you know, Haver or Sunburst or Dillon or wherever that's not in Western Montana? Every once in a while, I'll make a trip for a state championship or state tournament. That's always great fun. 
But these guys at 406 Empty Sports, they got it on lock, and they do such a good job of keeping everybody apprised. We have our Treasure State Stars coming up in a little bit, and one of the young ladies that's on the list is from Sunburst, Montana. So that's got me thinking. This Montana Greats book is... From A to Z, Abzorki to Zurich, the greatest athletes from 264 Montana communities. Jeff Welsh put this book out a couple years ago, and it's just like one page about each of the little towns in Montana. So I thought to myself, I wonder who the athlete from Sunburst is. Because I was thinking, Jeff came out with this book uh, a couple years ago, and I know he's gonna he's maybe contemplating doing a you know like a, a supplement, an addition. And I was thinking, okay, Sunburst Montana. If Trayton Pickering, the great Bobcat tight end, who's now is, just has graduated, he's going to get a shot to play in the NFL, I think. Now, who knows what those prospects look like? I think if he runs well and stuff, I think he can get into a camp. But I was wondering, okay, if he does go to the NFL, and he's a first-team all-big all sky performer this last year at Montana State, is that superior to whoever the, the selection was from Sunburst? Well, let me read you about Kim L. Haynes. This is one of these ones that I didn't really know about. This is awesome. Kim L. Haynes is a native of Haver, and Haynes was a rarity, a letter winner in five different sports for the Sunburst Refiners, and the only athlete in this entire book to include badminton on his resume. He lettered in track, basketball, football, baseball, and badminton in high school. After starting his college career at Montana, he then transferred to Northern Montana College, that's now Montana State Northern, where he led the lights to the NAIA basketball tournament twice. He also took a shot at the Olympics in track and competed in the United States uh, check and field qualifier. After his competitive uh, athletic career ended, he went into coaching, including spending 37 years at Sealy Swan High School as a basketball coach. He won 670 games which was, at the time of his retirement, by far the most in the history of the state of Montana and still ranked second. He's also famed for starting the Western Montana Track Club. He was inducted into the Montana Coaches Hall of Fame in 1992 and the MSU Northern Athletics Hall of Fame in 1998. Kim L. Haynes died in 2013. So, uh, pretty cool. Sunburst is uh, Sunburst is basically in Canada, if you're unfamiliar <laughs> where it's at. But... Uh, a small town, but a lot of pride for those people up there in uh, North uh, Tool County. Well, it's now you spin radio. It's our prep extra. Here's uh, some of the news of the week from the world of high school basketball. On the girls' side, three-time defending champion Haver, they lost 57-54 to a familiar rival. That's Harden. Harden's been great. That's who Haver played in the state championship game last year. So, uh... Maybe a collision course again. We'll see. But that was the, the first loss of the year for the Blue Ponies. But uh, they, they still are the reigning champions. And as long as Dustin Kraske is the head coach up there at Haver, they're always going to be in the mix. He is one of, the, one of the great coaches, period, regardless of sport, in the state of Montana at the high school level. That's why Haver has this dynasty they've got. They've won four out of the last five Class A uh, girls basketball championships. But they did suffer their first loss. And we'll see if Harden can keep it going. But that uh, that's certainly a... A looming matchup maybe down the road to look for. On the guys' side in class, they also had another uh, good one. I mean, the Southwestern A is such a competitive conference. We talk about it all the time in football. It's the same thing in basketball because Frenchtown, Dillon, Hamilton, they're all going to be really good uh, when it comes to hoops as well, both boys and girls. Um, but Frenchtown and Dillon played last week, and... Uh, the Beavers, they beat uh, the Bronx 69-54, so that's sort of a, an early precursor as well. Let's take a look at the uh, the polls right now, just to give you a sort of a gauge for the updates on the standings. In Class AA, here's your top five for boys basketball. Bozeman, 6-0. Uh, they're number one. Hellgate, the defending state champs, they are 5-1. Billings West sits at 4-2, and, and they're number three. Missoula Sentinel under first-year head coach Sam Bagley, they are 5-1. And, and Bozeman Gallatin, they are also a very talented team. They sit at 5-1, and one, and they're number 5. In Class AA on the girls' side, no surprise, Billing Skyview, number 1. They are 6-0. and oh. They are led by the uh, reigning Gatorade Player of the Year in Brianna Williams. She is bound for Maryland, so she's headed on to play uh, in the Big Ten. And uh, she's definitely one of the great prospects to come out of Montana in recent years. So Skyview uh, 
They won a state championship her sophomore year, and then they got third a year ago, so they're certainly uh, one of the favorites. Missoula Big Sky also should be in the mix. They're led by Cadence Couture, who's an Idaho commit, and one of the great combo guards in the state of Montana. Avery DeCoit, also a really good player there at Missoula Big Sky. And uh, the Eagles right now, after they beat Sentinel last week, they are sitting there at 5-1, and one, and they're number two in the state. Bozeman Gallatin, they also have a Division I prospect on their squad. Uh, Jada Davis, who's the daughter of Mecklen Davis, who's an all-Big Sky player there at Montana State. Jada Davis was an all-state selection last year as a freshman, so she is certainly one of the up-and-coming players in the uh, the state. I call her a Division One prospect, and I can't tout any offers she has yet. It's because she's only a sophomore, but she's going to get some offers. She's a really aggressive downhill type of combo guard. And uh, she's a, a prospect to watch. Number four right now in AA is Billings West, the defending state champs. Um, they lose Layla Bauman, who was one of the great point guards in the state a year ago, but they return a whole bunch, including Courtney Grossman, who's headed to uh, Eastern Washington. So a Division One talent littered across the board uh, in girls' basketball in, in at the high school ranks. That's just the double-A. Wait till we get to some of the smaller ranks as well. And then uh, in the fifth spot right now in the double-A uh, polls is Helena High. On the uh, boys' side in Class A, Hamilton's out to a nine and one or nine and zero, oh, excuse me. Start there, number one. Butte Central's number two at eight and one. Butte Central beat Butte in the crosstown matchup with the Bulldogs over the Christmas break. That was the talk town at Red's Bar because, of course, it is Butte versus everybody all the time. <laughs> Dylan's number three in Class A boys. Lockwood number four, and Haver is sitting there at number five in Class A girls. No surprise, even though they're up from Class B, their first season in Class A, Big Fork number one. They were the Class B state champions a year ago. Uh, as long as they got the Gunlock sisters, they're going to be tough to beat at any classification. They're both, I think, Division I recruits as well. So Big Fork, number one in Class A. Haver, after their first loss of the year, they fall to two, but they're still ranked second. Frenchtown, uh, they got some great college prospects on that squad as well. They're 7-1, and one and they're number three. Miles City is number four, and Billing Central sits at number five. Quickly, in Class B, Missoula Loyola, they return a, a huge core from their boys' Class B state championship team a year ago. They're off to an 8-0 start. They smacked Eureka around pretty good la- last time out. So Loyola, they're off to another undefeated start, 8-0. Red Lodge is 2. Arlie is 3. St. LeBray is number 4. Malta's 5. Fairfield 6. Manhattan is 7. Columbus is 8. Lodgegrass is 9. And Anaconda sitting there at 10. In Class B girls, Baker number 1. I thought Huntley Project would be number one. I had not actually looked at these polls until I pulled this up today. But Baker's number one. They're very talented. Huntley Project led by uh, Paige Laughing, who's another Division One recruit. She's a spectacular player. Uh, Huntley Project sits at number two. Former Lady Grizz, an all-time great in the Big Sky Conference's history. Manny Morales is the head coach there uh, at Huntley Project. Chinook is number three at 8-0. Anaconda is number four at 8-0. Jefferson comes in at f- fifth. Uh, Missoula Loyola is number six. Lodgegrass, number seven. Shelby is number eight. Shepard is number nine. And Big Timber uh, is number ten. And then in Class C, on the boys' side, the Luster Christian story uh, carries on. For those that weren't with us last year, Luster Christian is a, a private school. It's an academy of sorts. It's not actually like in a town. It's kind of in between some towns. And the makeup of the team is fascinating. We'll hash that out maybe a little bit later on in basketball season. They had a great year last year, but then fell short in the state tournament, but they're off to another great start. The rest of the Class C rankings look like this. Scobie is number two. Box Elder is number three. Manhattan Christian, number four. Plentywood is number five. All five of those top five are undefeated. Winnet Grass Range is number six. Custer Heisham is number seven. They're also undefeated. Chester Joplin Inverness is number eight. Lincoln is number nine, and Drummond comes in at number 10, and then Class C girls. No surprise here. Seiko, Whitewater, Hinsdale, they got uh, a couple top-level prospects up there, including Tegan Erickson, who's going to Montana State. Uh, Seiko, Whitewater, Hinsdale's 9-0, and they're number one. Twin Bridges is number two. Circle is number three. Luster Christian is number four. Roberts, who's led by Taylor Chirik, who's also going to Montana State. How many Division I basketball players? Girls are there in the state right now. This is crazy. I mean, I'm just literally rattling this off, stream of consciousness, and there's just so many. So we'll get to that maybe a little later on in the uh, 
the basketball season as well. But uh, Roberts, led by Taylor Cherokee, is number five. Denton Geyser, Stanford, Geraldine's number six. White Sulphur Spring is number seven. Belt is eight. Bainville is nine. And Roy Winifred comes in at number 10. So there you go. That's our prep extra here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. We got some free Tagliari Deli for you, and we got our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Two point nine ESPN Radio Missoula. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX by 10 Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's a Tuesday, so that means it's a Tagliari Tuesday. We got twenty five bucks for you at two Tagliari Deli. You know the sandwiches are delicious. They are among the most consistently delicious things that you can get in the city of Missoula. I'm not even kidding. If you never had one of these things, you got to do it. If you have, I guarantee you. Now that I'm talking about it, you want one. But when you go in there, peruse their off. Their awesome collection of Italian-style goods. That's a great place to get pastas, pasta sauces, some olive oils. They even have a great wine selection as well. One of the great old-world wine selections that you'll find anywhere in the Garden City as well. They have two different locations. One at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. The other, a little bit newer, in the Sawmill District, located on Wyoming Street, right there uh, at the bottom floor of the Cognizant Building. If you want to win some Tagliari, call us right now. Call number 4, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. Call number 4. We got 25 bucks for you. The Tagliari delicatessen here in uh, the city of Missoula. Time now for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Our Treasure State star number one, we already talked about this young man, but I figured it's worth highlighting him once again. Kellen Harrison, he was our Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Year this year. After leading Bozeman High to an undefeated state championship run, and last week he was named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Montana as well. Harrison last season completed almost 70% of his passes he threw for 25 touchdowns to go with 2,874 yards. He also ran in seven more touchdowns. He saved his best for last. He threw four scores, excuse me, he threw four touchdowns and ran in a fifth score in Bozeman's 35-27 win over Kalispell Glacier in the state championship game. Harrison also had 27 tackles and five interceptions, including one in the title game. So he went both ways, which is uh, maybe not as customary as it used to be in Montana high school football. So uh, he certainly had an outstanding, outstanding uh, senior year and uh, certainly justified in winning the uh, Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. This is from uh, Bozeman Offensive Coordinator Robert Boyle. This is in the release for the Gatorade Player of the Year. Obviously, there was a whole year gap where he just played receiver and uh, played, uh, just played safety. So losing that uh, year of quarterback preparation definitely makes you wonder as a coach, where are we going to be at? And uh, Harrison was certainly right there. I knew he'd go out and make plays. The level of consistency that he played with, I think, was where uh, it took us by surprise a little bit. He just grew up throughout the season, and he had such a great year, and uh, we're so proud of him. So uh, congratulations to Kellen Harrison for his uh, continued uh, success. He's also one of the great basketball players right now in the state of Montana. He was a first-team All-State selection a year ago, and uh, he's got Bozeman High, at least has a hand in having Bozeman High at uh, 9-0 and number one in the Class AA polls. Our turn to say star number two, how about Will Silk? He's a Butte High senior. He won the overall junior men's competition at the United States Long Track Speed Skating Championship this past weekend at the Olympic Oval in Kearns, Utah. Silk won the 1,500-meter and the 5,000-meter races with times of uh, a minute and 50 seconds uh, and then 6 minutes, 43.65 seconds, respectively. Both of those were personal records for Silk. Um, so this is pretty cool. Um, with his performance, he earns a spot on the United States team for the Junior World Speed Skating Championships that will be held in Japan next month. So uh, that's pretty cool. 
Silk, he's skated most of his life, and he's followed in the footsteps of his father, Dave, who won a World Cup in the 5,000 meters back in 1986. So, uh, Butte continues to be a place that's produced speed skating champions, whether it's former Governor Judy Martz or uh, Bonnie Blair. There's been some great speed skaters there uh, from from Butte, so uh, always cool. Our third Treasure State star, Addie Allen. She was named the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in volleyball. Volleyball is always uh, right around the same time as football when they release this honor. Eddie Allen was uh, is a senior at Billings West High School. She's the uh, all-time leader in assists there at Billings West. And uh, pretty cool that uh, the setter is the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year. She led Billings West to the to a 31-0 record, and they claimed the state volleyball championship uh, at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse uh, in November. Trying to say star number four. How about the Montana Lady Grizz? They've now won 10 out of 11, including seven straight. They had a, a tough start to the year only because their schedule was so daunting. They hosted Gonzaga, and then they hosted Washington State, so they started out 0-2, but they've won 10 out of 11 since then. The only loss was the Colorado State. There's another Mountain West squad who's got one of the best point guards in the country. So uh, Lady Grizz have been stout otherwise when they're playing light competition. They've been undefeated pretty much and uh, already to 10 wins early on here in the year. Their offense is really, really prolific. And we'll see if that offense can carry, but they certainly have a couple big tests this week. They play at Northern Colorado on Thursday. Northern Colorado is certainly a, an up-and-coming team. They were really great when Cam, Cammie Etheridge was there. They've been sort of rebuilding since uh, Christian Ma- Kristen Matteo has been there. But they do have one of the great players in the league in Ham- Hannah Simital, who was the Big Sky Player of the Week this week in women's basketball. So uh, Northern Colorado should be uh, a formidable test, a decent test for the Lady Grizz. But then it's Saturday that people are going to have their eyes on. NAU is the reigning league champions. They shared the league championship with Sac State and Montana State a year ago. NAU plays a, an up-tempo style, and they've certainly been a thorn in the side of the Lady Grizz in recent years. So that'll be a good one between Montana and Northern Arizona and women's hoops on Saturday. And then finally, our fifth Treasure State star. I told you we're going to talk about Sunburst Montana. How about Claire Buckland? How about this? She hit a half-court buzzer beater for the win to beat Shoto 63-60. to That capped a gigantic weekend for her. She scored 41 points in this game, including 25 in the second half to help Sunverse rally all the way back for a win over the Bulldogs. She also had 33 points in a loss to North Star on Friday night. So for those keeping track, that's a nice little 74-point weekend for Claire Buckland of Sunburst, including a half-court buzzer beater for the win. I just thought that was uh, an awesome little tidbit for you. And uh, couldn't have dug that up without our friends over there at 406 MT Sports. Hour 1 of the Bucks, Hour 2 coming at you. Plenty of conversation about Tiger Woods parting ways with Nike, the FBS National Championship game, and some of the thoughts that Jim Harbaugh has about how do you, how do you level the playing field and pay some of these players that doesn't have to do with NIL money. And also, is the time slot and the day and the network the correct spot for the FCS National Championship? We shall discuss the business angle, Justin Angle, next. Keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 